Waymo TV is filmed before a live studio audience being held against their will. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Waywo.tv. Today on the show, we have Christina Chong from Star Trek, so I am on the edge of my seat. We also have a musical performance from the band Flinkerton, Flink Flopperton, they're a sci-fi, it's a sci-fi pop. I don't know, let's head on over to Happy Harriman, New York, home of George Carlin Podcast Studio, and our host, Mr. B.J. Mendelson. I nailed that script. Christina, thank you so much for joining us today on Weibo TV. Would you be so kind as to introduce yourself and tell us what you're working on? Hello, my name is Christina Chong, and I am working on Star Trek Strange New Worlds, playing La'an Nunian Singh. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about before the interview started that I feel like everyone's asked you a million questions about Star Trek, so I'm going I'm <laughs> to steer away from it a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I want to start with, you know, I read that you are one of six kids, is that right? I am. So I my, am too. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's tell me what is what was it like? For, I don't run into many people who are in this instance. So tell me like what was it yeah. like? So I uh, we we all were brought up together for most of the there were periods where we were apart because we've all got the same dad, but there's two mums. So my dad was married before my mum. Um. So we lived when we were all living together in a three bedroom one bedroom was like a box room um and we lived uh there was uh, there was eight of us including mum and dad right Right. all in this three bedroom house council house which is like a government government um accommodation um and yeah it was it was amazing because i have everything i have an older sister an older brother, a younger sister, and a younger brother. So I literally have the whole array of everything, which is amazing. Um, and uh, and yeah, and it, it was ama- it's it was great growing. Obviously, there's your you know you get on better with some more than others at different times in your life. Um, and then there's the food thing, you know, like you know we weren't that well off, you know we we didn't have much. But so when the good cereal came in, you know, from the shop. You had to like yep. rush downstairs as early as you could in the morning to get the crunchy nut cornflakes is what I used to love, um, you know, before anyone else like finished the packet. Um, and even then, I think that's why I eat quick. I eat quite quickly as well, because it's like we also ate, you know, a lot Chinese style. So everything's in the middle um, and you just share. So uh, that was the thing as well, like eating quite quickly because so yes. you could uh, get the food, right? Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah! If you didn't get to it, it was gone. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I, like, I love it. So, I was like number four, and you know that also gave me that that middle. I'm number going, four. I'm number right? four of my types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you yeah. get that nice perspective of having the older siblings and having the younger siblings. I, yeah. I just, I, I feel like it's such, it's, it's wonderful. Like, it's just, it's a fun. Fun dynamic, stressful, absolutely <laughs> stressful. As crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's always something going on, noises, somebody needing something. Yeah, right. So tell me when when you when you first came out to New York to study acting. Like, did your siblings follow along? Did your family follow along on your journey? No, that was just me. So I, because uh, I wanted to, you know, I didn't realize acting was what I wanted to do until. I was in doing musical theater. I kind of got the first taste of it when I played Anita in West Side Story for my graduating production um, from performing arts school. And I was like, ooh, like I really kind of enjoyed the whole acting side of it, as, but also Anita obviously gets to dance and sing as well. 
Um, and then I did Aida the Musical in Germany. And I loved the acting bits in that as well. I was like, hmm, maybe there's something to this. And then I got when I got injured in Germany, uh, you know, you're doing eight shows a week doing this. And I didn't, I didn't really know how to look after my body and prevent injury properly. So I thought, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Um, let me try the acting thing. I'll go to Strasbourg in New York. And, I, and so I used my money that I'd earned in... Uh, in Germany to go and pay for my accommodation and uh, studying for I was there almost a year and a half I think um, so yeah so that was my first although I'd lived on my own for the first time in Germany New York was kind of like my first kind of big adventure in a way because it was like you know at least Germany was in Europe, whereas America, it was like, it was like the movies. New York is like everything. It literally, I landed and I felt at home. I got, I think it was like midnight or almost midnight or really late. And I remember just looking at all the lights and thinking, oh my God, this is what I've watched on TV growing up in movies. And it felt like home as soon as I got there. Yeah. Did you know anyone here or were you just like coming in completely cold? Cold. Didn't know anyone. So I met friends. And what was really nice is one of the the girl that I did my first acting scene with, Kat Antoine, she, we became good friends. And when I went to, she still lives in New York. And when I went to New York for the premiere for uh, Star Trek in April, she was there and we went, I was like, I want to have dinner with you. Let's go for dinner. Um, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is cool. There was a bottle of champagne in the room already when we got there. And I was like, wow, this is full circle. She was with me at the beginning of my journey. And now coming full circle to Star Trek's premiere in New York was amazing. What was going through your mind in that moment? Like, that's that's such a like achievement. I was quite emotional. I was really emotional. A lot of things had come full circle for me this year, particularly, weirdly. Things that I'd... I'd always said I wanted to do back then, you know, back in the beginning, back when I was, you know, just starting out. There was a few things that are just coming to me now. And I was like, things that I can't mention at the moment, but um, very emotional just because I was like, that girl, you know, if you've told that girl back then that she would be here in New York, I I think it was more of a... um, Talk almost like talking to my younger self, you know, right. uh, appreciating that that journey of of um, struggle and what it took to get there, and believing sometimes that I wouldn't get there, and then now being in that moment, having come, um, you know, sat there with Cat with a bottle of champagne, it was just yeah, magical. Hi, I'm Mike Reese. I've been writing for The Simpsons for 30 years. But in my spare time, I travel. I've been to Iran, Iraq, the North Pole, the South Pole, Chernobyl. These are my vacations, folks. I've even been to North Korea. That's the scary Korea. It's all in my new travel podcast on the Believe Network called What Am I Doing Here? 
It's fast, it's funny, and it's factual enough. You'll hear how I was robbed in Rio, kidnapped in Honduras, dangled from a cliff in Pakistan, and chased by a lady with a meat cleaver again in Honduras. I had a lot of problems in Honduras. Each week I visit all the world's hot spots and hell holes so you don't have to. You're welcome. Download and subscribe to What Am I Doing Here? wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know about you, but I'm way too busy to keep up with social media. So I'm super stoked on Hype Fury. Hype Fury allows you to easily schedule your posts and automatically reshares the ones that perform the best. That means less time scheduling your posts and more time focusing on the stuff that really matters. Hype Fury is the software that I use to run my Twitter account and I recommend it to all of my clients. So give Hype Fury a try using the link below in our show notes. Hype Fury is offering a risk free 14 day, seriously fucking free trial, and you don't even need to put in your card info to get started. My name's John, we are Waywo.tv, and uh, let's just get back to the show. Yeah, I've heard you say that it's it's kind of like walking a tightrope, right? Like you believe you have to believe yeah. that you're going to accomplish mm-hmm. it, but you mm-hmm. never really know. And, and so, is that something that you that you've always take when you're when you're making different choices in your career? I think it's it's a constant for me. Like, yes, it is, but it's for me it's constant work to be honest like I I have to like work on it daily I have to stay in order to stay sane and and to to be happy and content with where I am and I'm not always obviously but like to to kind of stay even on an even keel I have to meditate every morning I have to do my yoga I have to do my written processes I have to do appreciation lists I have to do all these things um and then that is my tightrope if you like now like and I I found that kind of throughout my the struggling years of my career um obviously it's it's evolved but uh over the years but yeah I think at the end of the day you don't know who's gonna give you like now I've finished Star Trek I don't know what's next for me I don't know who's gonna give me a job I don't know what's coming up I'm working on things but you know, there's nothing, you don't know what's going to come from those things. You don't know where it's taken. You just don't know is the thing. And and a lot of people, even if they think they know, they don't know. Even if you've got a nine to five job, you still, it's an illusion really that you know what's coming because none of us know, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's just so in your face with, with self-employment acting is... Uh, something that i have to constantly work on yeah and i know that and that you're a fan of michael james uh and i I love his books as well and so i'm curious about how much that's helped you in in managing this feeling hugely hugely i would say i wouldn't be here where i am today without michael james's work and i um i kind of the moment that changed my life i think was the point when I was in a real hole, I'd started acting. I'd been doing it or trying to do it for three years, two or three years. Wasn't Nothing was clicking, really. Small bits here and there, but nothing big, nothing what I really wanted. Not Certainly not able to earn a living from it. And um, 
And my friend, a good friend of mine, uh, Henry Garrett, I was living with him at the time. He's an actor as well. We, st- we started, both studied at Strasbourg. That's where we met. And suddenly he started like every job, he, every audition he went for, bang, 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 booked it, booked it. Like one after the other. And I was like, Henry, what are you doing differently? What are you doing? And he was like, well, it's this book. And I was like, what book? <laughs> Give it to me. And he was like, The Secret. <clears throat> and uh, by, was it Rhonda Byrne? Is it Rhonda Byrne? I forget now who it's written by, but most people know the secret. And, and I was like, yeah, he's like, oh, so I started looking. I was like, oh, no, this is, this is not going to work. I was, just, I was like, no, I'm all right, thanks. So I didn't take the book. Then I think my agent dropped me and something else happened. And I was just really, nobody would take me on. And he's like, he, I was going to Australia for a holiday. And so he put the book on my bed that night. So I took the book with me, read it and started working with the whole, you know, um, theory of ask and you shall receive. And so that is where I first started to believe you know I started for, I asked for little things and they came and I was like oh something in this and so slowly that grew and then I came stumbled upon Michael's class and then I've been working with him for a long time now uh I, I mostly when I, I have a problem that I really can't solve by myself or a it's time sensitive and I need to kind of get into the, a, a good mental state, then he's always there for me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely, at first it was like once a week and then it was once every two weeks, then once every three weeks. And then now it's just when I need it, but I do his work all every day. Would you say that that kind of structure is, is helpful for other actors and creatives out there who might be listening? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I just think it, it doesn't have to be that specific technique, but I do think it really does help for creators, for people who don't have necessarily structure every day in their life to have some practice, some routine in the morning, discipline. Even if it's like I was just, while I was waiting for this interview, I was just looking on Instagram how Matthew McConaughey was saying, you know, his to-do list, write it down the night before and then take it off and write the good things, right? That I want you to hug his wife or have his cup of coffee, you know, those things and feel like you're actively achieving. Everyone's different. Everyone will have their own, maybe meditation isn't for you. Meditation could be gardening or running or going to the gym. It's that thing that gets you into, I believe that positive attitude so that things that come at you that day you'll be able to deal with them better. You know, the bill that you can't afford to pay, the this, the that, whatever it is, you can deal with life because we we can't choose necessarily what comes to us, but we can choose how we deal with what comes to us. And that is life, right? That's our life. Each moment is our life. So I think for me, it's about, you know, otherwise you're sat waiting. As an actor, you're sat right. waiting for the next thing and not living your joy now because you're anxious about all the, the 99 things, um, you're, the 99 things that are going great in your life, right? You're anxious, you're not able to enjoy those 99 things because you're anxious about the one thing that's going wrong. Yeah. And actually, if you just turn your head the other way, and almost like what Michael's technique really is about is being okay 
with that one thing so that you can focus and enjoy your life in the present moment. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Harriman Herald Radio Show. I'm Paul Shackman. An artificial intelligence using a name I found randomly in the phone book. Shackman is an interesting name. Where did it come from? At some point in human history, was there a giant half-man, half-shack that roamed the earth? This may sound like a comedy bit, but until 1824, people thought dinosaur bones belonged to enormous humans. We only have time for one story this week, so we now go live to Nancy Diamante. Nancy. Thank you, Paul. I'm here at the Amy Gutman Town Hall. Joining me is local exterminator and professional baseball player, Oswaldo Martinez. Oswaldo was hired by the village to take care of a local army worm invasion. Infestation. But if the worms are in the army, wouldn't you call what they're doing an invasion? The English language doesn't work like that. You said you wanted to share a public service announcement about the invasion. Infestation. Was your public service announcement about how to properly refer to the invasion? No. I spoke at the town board meeting this evening about how to defeat the army worms. But nobody really goes to these. I counted six people in attendance. Only two of them were sober. So I want to come on the air and let everyone know there is a right way. And a wrong way to kill army worms. There is. Yes. Do you have to pull them up from the earth and throw them into the sun? You're about halfway there, Nancy. Yes. You need to plunge your hands into the cold, unforgiving earth and yank these little bastards out of the ground. But you don't throw them into the sun. That's not practical, not even for Superman. So what do you do with the army worms instead? You humiliate them. Come again. The army worms. The only way to kill them is to humiliate them. Is that true? It is. And you have to be really aggressive about how you do it. What do you suggest? I want everyone to yell at them as they die. And then you spit on them. What? No. I like to be spit on after someone yells at me. We all have our kinks, Nancy. The worms like to be spit on too. So you should just yell at them instead. While they're stuffed in a plastic bag and roasting in the sun. Yes. You need to wrap them in a plastic bag and leave them out in the sun. Then you yell at them as they die. What should listeners yell at them about? Well, Nancy, there may be no shortage of things to yell at the worms about these days. But you know what I choose to yell at them about. What's that, Oswaldo? The booking of the AEW Women's Division. They have so many talented performers. They have Thunder Rosa, and Tony Storm, and Chris Statlander, Jade Cargill. That girl is amazing, but they're barely on TV. And when they are, they seem directionless and without any purpose. So you yell at the army worms about professional wrestling as they die? I do, Nancy. That's amazing, Oswaldo. I think all of our listeners should do the same. I'm Nancy Diamante for the Harriman Herald. Back to you in the studio, Paul. Thank you, Nancy. We now return to WAYWO-TV, already in progress. What are some of the things that you're most thankful, thankful for? Um, I would say health, number one, health. Um, you know, moments when I, when you think, oh, I've never had anything serious, thank goodness, but, you know, I can be a bit of a hypochondriac, I think. Right. <laughs> moments where you think there might be something, you know, or when you see other people who are going through things and I just think health, my family, my friends, um, my dog, Runa, oh, and, uh, and, you know, the simple things, like those are the kind of things like having a roof over my head, being able to afford to go to the supermarket I want to go to, to get the yummy thing I want to eat, you know, and not have to think about, um, you know, for the work that I do get, you know, and um, if, even if it might not be my ultimate dream, I'm, I'm a working act, living from acting, you know, so that's a huge deal. Um, 
So yeah, the, really the 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 small they're not small though they're the main things in life, right? You don't you're not gonna. I've, I've had a couple of experiences in my life where I thought I was gonna die, where I genuinely thought I was gonna die, and uh, and and that moment when you think, oh, this is it, nothing matters, nothing matters. It's just all you want to be with is the people you love, and that's it. And I'd actually had an argument with somebody that I loved at the time and uh, before one of these things. And I was like, oh, my God, none of that matters. I was like, oh, my God, the fact that I had that argument, I was like, what a waste of time, what a waste of energy to have that argument. I was like, all I wanted to do was hug him. And, you know, and just it's, it's gone. Um, so, so, yeah, so the big things, the main things that what life is about, yeah. I mean, we all have those moments, right? Like, I'm, I'm divorced. Yeah. I, I had those thoughts all the time um, of things that are, like, so stupid once you realize yeah. this is all just silliness, right? Like, this is all just fun. Yeah. Uh, but let me ask you, like, what's, what's at the top of the mountain for you? Like, what is the thing that you absolutely want to, want to achieve? I guess for me, ultimately, it would be creating my own work and working with the people I producing, creating, writing, producing. I'd also like to direct as well. Um, and I'll continue to act, but to do my own projects and to have my friends and people I love to work with work with me. Right. So I, I, choosing, basically, to go to work with your best friends. I mean, how cool is that? You know, yeah. just to turn up yeah. and just have a laugh, you know? That's <laughs> Not that I don't dream. have a laugh. <laughs> Not that I don't have a laugh anyway. But if you can take your, and, you know, employ your friends. Right. So, you, you know, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, you were just in a project that was exactly like um, the film Transference, uh, yes. which now has blown up. Um, Mental. I, I don't know how that happened. I mean, it's an amazing <laughs> film, but I'm like, what? How many million? It's like, is it 13 million now or something? Yes. Yeah. It's up about there. And, I, and, and so, like, you know, the whole thing is it was done on a micro budget. Yeah, which I, which micro, I think, micro budget. What was so that? Can I tell you how much I got paid for that? <laughs> 100 pounds. <laughs> nice. It was only a few hours' work, granted. But. Right. Well, I was going to say, like, that, I mean, it, it's a fascinating model, though. Like, when you talk about wanting to direct and wanting to do your work, I mean, that that's the template right there. Was exactly. it, were you taking notes as you were doing it? Were you like, oh, all right, well, when I do it, this is what I'm going to do? I mean, I've done a few things with Raph before, the director, actor. Um, and so, I mean, I already knew how he works and what he does. And that's what I really, that's why, you know, I, I'll always do whatever he's doing because... And we always uh, actually record our, our auditions together, self-tapes, most of the time, because we just, we are on the same vibe. We kind of are able to allow each other to allow the organicness of the role to come through. You know, sometimes casting directors can, not all of them, but sometimes they can be, or even directors can be, like a micromanaging of, of the performance and therefore your creativity kind of is dulled a little bit. Whereas if you're fully allowed to be and do whatever you want and, and play around, it's almost like we workshop our auditions together and try different things. And, and that's what he does on set as well as a, as, as a director. So yeah, that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing I would like to do, but on a much bigger budget. Nice. Yeah. I will, I will keep my fingers crossed for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Before I get to our final question, where, 
where can people find you? Where can people find Runa online? Uh, oh, well, the most important is Runa. Uh, <laughs> I think her Instagram page is Runa, R-U-N-A underscore Ewok. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, <laughs> and then if not, you can go to her from my page, which is Chrissy Chong, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y Chong um, at Instagram. And then also the same handle for Twitter as well. Thank you. That's perfect. The last question I have for you is it's specific for you because you've flown from London to New York. And so I'm, I'm curious if you've had, if you've experienced the phenomenon of watching the sunset and the sunrise on the same flight between London and New York. Um, I think I probably have, but at the, I must have because the sun sets while you're flying over and it rises while you're coming. But do you know what? I, I probably haven't actually seen it come up. Because the windows are down. Ah. You're not allowed to open the windows until they open the windows. Right. And it's already daylight by the time they open the windows. So I haven't, no. It's highly recommended. I, I hope that you get to experience it. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our show. Our apologies to the band. Very sorry. We just, uh, we ran out of time. You know, things happen. It's the nature of the biz. But hey, listen, do you, uh, you got a minute? Okay, come on. I know you do. Like, you're chilling. You're big chilling. You're just sitting here listening to the podcast, right? So why don't you take a mosey on over, you know, and just leave us a little, leave us a little review, you know? No, no, no. Listen, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Everybody asks you guys to leave a review. Everybody's all about leave a review on our podcast and everything. But let me tell you, man, it really helps. You know, it helps get the word out about all of your favorite shows. You know, so like, what, what are you waiting for? Take out your phone. Leave us a review. And, uh, no. Hey, but, hey, I thought I told you to stop smoking that shit around here. All right. You want to go? Okay, man. All right, bud. Let's throw hands. Let's do this. Bro, I sit around waiting to fucking fight you, bro. Let's go. I'll fucking crush you. <sighs> guys still listening make sure to leave us that review we gotta get the hell out of here man this guy's aggressive